You better prepare for this one. Why? You may think you know everything. He's an idiot. But I'm here to spill the truth. And I don't miss. History part of This is the tantalizing truth. Maybe I'ma fly away someday. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tantalizing Truth Show. I'm Nick Feta Tomaselo at my side. We are ready to rock and roll on this muggy Tuesday afternoon. Thomas, how are you today? I'm doing good. I actually, you're going to like this. You know what I had for lunch today, Nick? I, I don't. I had focaccia with wow. baked cheese, olives, and tomatoes. You didn't get that at Fordham University, that's for sure. I no, I, I my uncle made it and he sent it up. So yeah, makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. That's my food service. Anything, anything home cooked, that's uh, that's better than what we get here. Yeah. So, uh, devastating news for anyone who is an Odell Beckham fan or a Cleveland Browns fan as a whole. He goes down out for the season, torn ACL. Uh, tough, tough blow. Never want to see that happen. We've seen it happen way too much this season so far. Browns going without arguably their best player uh, for the rest of the season as they've been having a great season too. And he's been having a great season. Thomas, do you think the Browns can, can kind of survive and keep going through this, that tough division they're in? I would like to say that they could. Um, I saw a stat this morning. I was watching get up and Greeny brought up a great stat when Odell's not playing Baker Mayfield's completion percentage jumps from like 60 to 64. I don't know what the logic is in that. I mean, I guess, I don't know. That, that doesn't really make sense why it would jump up because Odell's got some of the best hands in all the NFL. Um, but I guess maybe the pressure of just throwing to him and like if you don't throw it to him, he's going to complain and all of that nonsense, all the sideshow stuff. I don't know. Can they hold it down? I mean, possibly. I mean, it's not like Jarvis Landry's a scrub. Donovan's people Jones really stepped up this weekend and they still have, Kare- they still have Harim back there. It's Kareem Hunt, by the way. Uh, I mean, losing Chubb and Odell doesn't help things, but I, I think the Browns will have enough to get by. I mean, if they go like, if they go nine and seven, losing their two best players, pretty much, I would consider this season uh, a real step in the right direction. Oh, if they could finish nine and seven, that's great. Listen, they're five and two right now. They've looked great. I'm not sure because I'm not a Cleveland fan. I'm not sure how tough the rest of their schedule is. Um, but you know, yeah, like you said, they are no longer the just. I mean, the New York Jets now, I think, are that. (laughs) They are no longer the the complete garbage of the league. Um, They're not the laughing stock of the league. They have potential. They've shown they can play. Um, Obviously, Odell being out will hurt them. Where would it not? But they have a. uh, They they definitely have a chance. I I, I'm I'm rooting for them. I mean, I love seeing teams who have been bad for so so long finally start to do something. So it will be interesting to see over there if they can survive. So many teams have been dealing with injuries this year. Even we'll get into more of the Niners. They've been dealing with injuries. They survived. Oh, I mean, not survived. Eagles. They survived the big week. Eagles. A lot of teams. Infer- who- the, Eagle, the Eagles are literally an infirmary at this point. <laughs> and yet they're, yet they're still leading the division, man. Well, that's, that's not saying much. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but it's interesting because there, there are a lot of teams that just have, have had so many guys go down and – they haven't struggled as mightily as people have anticipated where they're still kind of in the hunt for a playoff spot or even a uh, potential contention in the long run. Yeah. I would say, look, um, I I'm, I'm sure that Baker Mayfield, he's not a horrible quarterback. I mean, he's already at the point of the season where he's going to talk a lot of crap 
and then he might get exposed. So we're in that cycle right now. And when he puts his mind to it and he applies himself, I sound like a, a teacher right now. He can yeah. be really good. But I think he's going to have enough weapons to hold it down. You have Kareem Hunt back there with him. His line's not too bad. You got Anthony Hooper, uh, Jarvis Landry. Like I said before, he's not exactly a scrub, but he's in no means juice from way back in the day. But I think he's going to have enough to hold it down. I think the defense is also going to step up. Their defense up. is – Miles Garrett is just – yeah. uh, that's a scary man. That, yeah, he my, could I mean, be the best lineman in the league you right think, You think Miles Garrett is scary? Have you seen Aaron Donald without a shirt off? Uh, well, dude, those two are two peas. They're, they're two peas in a pod, man. Those guys. I, I think if you say any of anyone besides those two are the best D lineman in the league, you're a psycho. Maybe I don't know. maybe five or six years ago, I'd argue Nadamikin Sue, but oh yeah, of course. But he's he's way past his prime yeah, he's now. I mean, he's been playing now. well, but you know, yeah, those two guys, man, are are just they don't even seem human. But no. <laughs> no, they don't. Um, they're like made in a factory. Speaking of other wild. Uh, People, places, things out in the NFL world. Wild ending, unfortunate ending for the Falcons in their game versus the Lions. They dropped that one 23-22. Todd Gurley, what the hell, man? <laughs> That's really all I could say. He almost pulled a – not almost pulled. He did pull a Ahmad Bradshaw in the Super Bowl versus – Oh, man. Against, against <laughs> oh, the Pats man. back in 2012. But the Giants' defense could hold up. The Falcons' defense is pitiful. Um, oh man, they're, they're nothing pretty. Bradshaw? Yeah, yeah, I know you like that reference. Wow, <laughs> have um, a seat. I mean, god damn. Yeah, so it we got lucky that I think that worked out in New York. But anyway, Matt Stafford went down final possession. Oh boy, put the lines yeah, down and scored a freaking touchdown. And bada bing, bada boom, the Falcons were set. All they had to do was sit on the ball, kick a field goal at the buzzer, and win the game. But Gurley falls in and then another catastrophe for Atlanta as they were one of the worst teams in the league when talent wise you would you could see them as one of the best I mean it's it's so crazy how how many of these teams are just like I said with the injuries before how those teams are kind of showing they're not really out of the race yet how the Falcons are kind of proven okay we are out of the race <laughs> I think I think there's a weird transition I'm going to scream about Todd Gurley in a second but I think with the Falcons, there's a very strange uh, transition period going on. I think they realize that Matty Ice is no longer Matty Ice. He's Matty needs ice on his arm. Yeah, he's he's and Julio Jones. Average. Yeah, and Julio Jones is starting to realize that this kid Calvin Ridley can play, and I may yeah. not be the number one anymore. And he has to accept the wide receiver two role. I don't, I don't know what, what's going on. with. I mean, they're, they're literally just the gift that keeps on giving. I know we're not even on Halloween yet, but I'm going to throw out a Christmas term already. <laughs> they're the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, every, every damn week they do something that is perplexing, uh, moronic, yeah. or just flat out dumb. Yep. I, <laughs> I, I don't know how else to put it. And Todd Gurley showcasing literally the lowest IQ in all of football on that one play. You literally just had to stop at the five. I'm sure fantasy owners were happy. I mean, I mean, look, my, I played against Todd Gurley this week. I destroyed my friend 109 to like 82, but he was happy that Gurley got the touchdown. And hmm. he wasn't necessarily complaining, but you look at it from a fan no. coaching standpoint, like what the hell, what the hell was that? I mean, come on, man, really? Like, it's interesting because you see why you got released. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it's it was an exciting finish, but it was just 
the not brain dead finish. The, yeah, anyway. it was not the right way because the Lions then took advantage. You know, and you would think you think you score the touchdown. Yeah, maybe you have the game in the bag if you just stop them, but that's no guarantee. Who wanted it more? The Lions clearly did. After that girly mess up, it seemed inevitable that the Lions were going to march down and score. Todd Gurley uh, needs to go have a seat in the timeout chair, not in the end zone. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, how, how, on, how on earth is any of this possible? Again, listen, that's the funny part, man. These guys are pros. They get paid millions of dollars, but they are human. They're going to mess up. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that, is true. that is a horrible mess up. Don't get me wrong, but... <laughs> Uh, I mean, the Falcons are going to have to suck it up and move on, man. Press uh, F to pay respects. Yeah, not literally. <laughs> and then the other games, uh, this was a great NFL week, man, but they call it the game of the week on Sunday night for a reason. Seahawks, Cardinals, what a oh, freaking showdown, baby. man. All oh, the way to OT. Baby. Both teams had multiple possessions, and the Cardinals snuck away with the win 37-34. to 34. I mean, I don't even know where to start with this game, dude. It was – I, actually, I'll start. I'll start with this. The headline that I'm sure everyone saw: DK Metcalf oh, going God. <laughs> beast mode and running 35 miles an hour to chase down Buda Baker, stop a pick six. Uh, that was one of the biggest plays of the game. Because is that not the play of the year? No, seriously, is that yeah, not you, the you play know, of the year? You might be right. You might be. Right. We got the play of the year in week seven. That was unbelievable. I always say that NFL players could be the best athletes. I think they're the best athletes in the world, especially the cornerbacks, that, safeties, and the wide receivers, and the running yeah, backs. Yeah, they, they could be. I also would like to put in a uh, – because I watched the fights this weekend, I would like to put in a uh, – Oh, yeah, those guys. A card for UFC, UFC fighters, man. I mean, those guys are – But could you imagine, like, DK Metcalf playing oh, in exactly. the NBA? You know how they, good he would be? If he, yeah, if he trained the right way, dude. If, if they trained him to – yeah, like – or yeah. – or, um, or like Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers being a baseball player. Yeah, like how, I would love to. how good do you think they would be? If you... It would, dude. It would be very interesting because yeah. football, you have to have so much of everything. Whether it's no matter what position you play, you got to have a little bit of athleticism, a little bit of IQ, a little bit of I don't know any pure strength, whatever you want to call it. It's it's just such a grueling, demanding sport. But frankly, that's why they play these sixteen yeah. games. Why they get a week off? You know, it's. And I think that's what makes the NFL so great. But anyway, back to Cardinal Seahawks. I was the <laughs> the funny part to me actually was I'm gonna go to I'm gonna take it to OT now. The Cardinals kicker. Oh my god. Makes the kick. And I, I was ready. I said, Oh, game over. Okay, sweet. Good job, cards. And then all of a sudden it's wait, what happened? And Cliff Kingsbury called a timeout. <laughs> So he's uh, got to kick it again. He iced his own kicker. Oh, my. He iced his own oh, kicker. God. Seahawks get it back. I'm like, God, oh, Jesus. Seahawks are winning. And then all of a sudden, Russ throws a pick. And I was like, wow, what? What is going on? And then <laughs> finally, the cards get that field goal that they needed to win the game. It was just – it was just – it, was, it was, Yeah, definitely. Game, man. Yeah. Definitely up in contention for game of the year. Uh, obviously, the Russ pick uh, could have been a little bit deja vu from earlier. Like you said, this was—I mean, this was one hell of an entertaining game, and uh, there always is a casualty. It seems like every week, and it's usually a big name player. Uh, this time, it was Kenyon Drake who uh, oh, went yeah. down with an injury. And you know what? To be honest with you, I think I think Kenyon Drake—it's time to give up on him. I, I'm very honest. It's time to give up. Yeah, he's he hasn't had his looked moments, good. But... When he—the problem I have is—do you remember Brandon Jacobs? Nick, yes. the Giants. Okay. The problem I had with Brandon Jacobs and 
every time I watched him play, he always ran standing up. He was never yeah. like, you know, trying to like sneak or sneak underneath yep. people or anything. Kenyon Drake runs straight up. Yeah. He runs like he's standing. Of course, you're not going to get any yards off of that. And cool, you can, you can score against the friggin' Jets. I mean, nice. <laughs> it's literally the worst team to ever exist. Yeah, that is. He, he, and he's the running back one. You got to step up. So, I mean, yeah, I'm calling him out, but he did get hurt. So, we'll give him a little bit of a pass. And Chase Edmonds, the Fordham alumni, man, is he big time, baby. Lighting it up. Big time players make big time plays in That's big time facts. moments. That's facts. That's what he did, baby. So, we love to see that. Shout out we to Chase. We love to see that. Um, and then if we go to our now another great yet not surprising, but I guess surprising in a way, Rams-Bears. Rams take it 24 to 10. In my opinion, I, I would see the score being almost opposite where the Bears would have 24. The Bears don't have a great offense. I mean, the Rams do have a good defense as well, of course, but I was a little disappointed in the Bears D not holding the Rams uh, down – you know, in a low scoring range, it was the Rams were in control on both sides of the ball the whole night. And we didn't see much out of Chicago who, who, I mean, their record claims they're, they were five and one going into this week. Now they're five and two, but I, I, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm losing. I don't think the bears are as legit as their record puts them at. I don't think they're as good of a football team uh, after that performance. One thing I'll say about the bears um after being years of a Packers fan and just watching Aaron Rodgers just torment them, which is comedy for me, but I'm sure for Bears fans is incredible pain. They're literally the least creative team in the National Football League. They run the same goddamn routes. Everyone knows where the ball's going to. Like when Jay Cutler was the quarterback, you knew the ball was going to friggin' Brandon Marshall. And then Alshon Jeffrey had his one stint of being a good player. Now it's they're literally only going to throw to Allen Robinson, Robinson. and it's going to be a 50-50 ball down the field on a Hail Mary, basically. Yep. The Rams are – Sean McVay is so creative. Yeah. I don't know how they don't win this. Like, and the, the talent that they have, I don't know how they're not in the race for the Super Bowl every year. I mean, let, yeah. let's, let's run through. Ready? Cooper Cup, my boy Cup Cups. Uh, <laughs> Robert Woods. Um, Reynolds, you got Higby, you got – Daryl Henderson now. You got a solid running back too. And him and Henderson split carries. They marry every single play. It's always a play action, a jet sweep. Like receivers are doing running back stuff. Yeah, They're yeah. running the ball on the ground. And I then, think this NFL, man, you got you to gotta be creative. You got to have to be creative. At, There's at no teams. way you cannot be creative. I mean, look at Green Bay. They've been doing it for years. They're just the most boring creative team of all time. Yeah. Yeah. That, because that Aaron, is true, Aaron's actually. just that smart. They don't really run anything <laughs> crazy. I also underestimated the Rams' defense highly. I, I, I did as significantly. well. Significantly. I did as well. I they are top how, five yeah. in pass rush. They're top seven in, in, uh, against the run. I think they're also top in rushing the passer. I mean, Aaron Donald alone this season has eight sacks already. Yeah. And he doesn't have any assisted, I don't think. I don't know what else to say. I mean, this Rams team, they, they, might, be, they might be for real, Nick. They, they might yeah, be they could be back there. They, they could, could be, be back there. They were yeah. there two years ago, you know, of course. Uh, they missed one year. Um, I think it was kind of a, a hoax that they were not in the playoffs last year. It was just well, they a, got screwed uh, over by the Cowboys because they're in a yeah, it was a, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was a, just a total brain fart of a year for them almost. Uh, I, yeah, I think they'll be back. They're 5-2 and two now. 
I know they get the Giants later in the season, so that should be at least one more win <laughs> guaranteed. Yeah, that's, that's that's another but, win. Um, no offense. Yeah, so I, I I think you know there it's just the NFL this year has been has been great. I think it's been one of the sports that's been uh, fresh yet familiar, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and there's just so much so many different things going on each week, and and it's just great to see. I mean, for example, you look. <laughs> this, sorry, this makes me laugh. I was watching the first half of the Jets with my friends oh my who God. are Jets fans. They were winning. The Jets were and winning. What the hell? They had their largest lead of the season when they were up 9-0 before they kicked the PAT after their touchdown in the first half. Oh, my God. Yet they lost the game 18-10. to They could not get a point on the scoreboard. The Bills did not play great football whatsoever, yet they still get a win against the Jets. Do we even have to talk about this game? Seriously? No, no we don't. It's okay, just that's good. one of the things that I think is funny, man. You look at the Jets and you're like, oh, wait a minute, they're winning? And then it's just, oh, <laughs> funny. Forget it. Funny, they're funny. They're never going to win anything. I mean, we're going to say the same thing about the Knicks, but they're never going to win anything. Yeah. So let's just get it in while we can. Other games around the league. Saints took down the Panthers 27-24. Nah. Nothing special there. Uh, Browns, Bengals. I love these interdivision rivalry games, man. They're great. Browns took it 37-34 in, an, in a just back and forth game. Both yeah. two. He's played great Baker and Burrow. That's going to be a nice duel for years to come. Baker for versus sure. Burrow. Um, li- listen, I-, I think the Bengals are going to be a nice team. I mean, they lost Mixon, obviously, in the game, but uh, I think they're going to be able to hold it down. Joe Burrow is learning. He's getting better every week. And him and Justin Herbert, I think, are, the- are my two picks for they're, the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. That's great. They're going to be great. It's going to be a pain for anyone who's got to play them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I got to say on them, man. I wish... Uh, no, I don't need to get into that. That's too many dreams and <laughs> desires for me. But anyway, uh, your Packers took down the Texans 35-20. I, I hate the Packers right now because uh-huh. I played a guy in fantasy who had all Packers in his lineup, Devontae uh-huh. Adams, Aaron Rodgers, and they dropped 90-something points combined. So it was not a pretty week there. Uh, Jamal Williams, shout out to my Jamal boy. Jamal Williams was the other guy, Bowtie. man. Yeah. He, he could be a starting running back. If you like, He could be a starting running back on some teams. I've been saying yeah, it for a while. I mean – you know, he's, he's kind of hindered by the Green Bay system. And obviously, well, look who's in front of him. But he could be starting running back on some teams. He's, he's a quality guy. And, you know, again, our, our 100 tight ends that are on the roster are apparently amazing. And Devontae, finally, my boy showed up. He had one hell of a week, man. In fantasy, he had like 44 friggin' points. Yeah, so. I know. I don't need to. I don't need to. <laughs> so, yes, great week for your Packers. They're back. Moving on. <laughs> Steelers, Titans. Wow, this was a great game, too. Two oh, undefeated teams. To watch. We are now down to one undefeated team in the league, being the Pittsburgh Steelers. They took that one 27 24. Anything you want to say on this one? Welcome back, Juju. We missed you. Yeah, dude. Him and he, he works so well with Big Ben, man. It's, it's, uh, they, I usually am not, I don't root for the Steelers. Not, I don't have anything against them, but I don't root for them. But those two are fun to watch, man. It's, 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 Again, when it is good football, you gotta appreciate it, and you gotta yeah. you, you don't you gotta say I don't care what team, unless it's obviously your rival. I, I would give Juju a big hug if I saw him. He seems <laughs> like the kind of guy I'd give him a big hug and a basket of muffins. Just for basket being of muffins. Yeah, why not? <laughs> he deserves sure, it. <laughs> um, <laughs> this game now, this is scary, dude. Chiefs won forty three to sixteen, and Mahomes didn't even need to do much on the offensive he end. He did nothing. He literally did exactly. Nothing. This was so. so- this was, I think this might have been funnier than the Jets-Bills game. 
because yeah. Mahomes just didn't jack shit. I mean, he he, didn't, he probably you could, they probably could have ran their backup QB and they would have won that the football game. Man. Oh, it was just straight, don't go that far. Eh, we'll see. It was straight dominance. I mean, the Broncos again, they're not a great football team, but they have talent. It just shows man, just hurt. It it just shows the Chiefs. Are, <laughs> they're the reigning champs for a reason, dude. There's yep. we say that every week. It's nothing new. Yep. Uh, not as took down the Pats. Domination, thirty-three to six. This was the first time that the New England Patriots have lost three games in a row since nineteen ninety-nine, uh, and I believe everyone knows that is before a man named Tom Brady arrived and took over the QB roles for New England. Um, so they are not looking pretty. They're looking in trouble for the season. Belichick said they're sticking with Cam Newton, which obviously they don't have a better option. But uh, it's rough if you're a Pats fan this year. But frankly, I think you guys can 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 bear with it for a couple of years. Um, you've had no no lack of success since, I don't know, 20 years ago. So, <laughs> yeah, Pats fans, you can deal with that one. It's also yeah. a lack of just of just people around. Oh, yeah, they don't have, they don't have talent, man. They're, There's they're not nothing there. I mean, anymore. Sony Michelle has been out. James White's not that good. Uh, who the hell are their receivers? I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, they are, they're I heard not rumors. I saw on Twitter today they're going to try – they're looking to trade Stephen Gilmore. I mean, I think that's insanity that you even – think about trading the defensive player of the year you got to try and get a lot of early picks and young young yeah. uh, young i, I wouldn't that, do man. that especially if, if you know you're going to be able to sign people and you can be back within a year why are you going to trade your best player on defense that's stupid chargers jags great game from we talked this this was potentially going to be a great game when we talked about it last week 39 29 chargers took down jacksonville uh another great game at least for the Buccaneers. 45 to 20, they took control of the Raiders with ease. Brady looked great. They've got so many weapons, man. They're they're going to be scary come playoff time. Oh, they, they um, just lost one. Chris Godwin's hurt. Well, hopefully, <laughs> yeah, hopefully he shouldn't be out too long. Yeah, the Bucks are five and two. I I've been I've been thinking they're going to be good. They were going to be good for a while. I thought a lot of people were doubting them, but here they are. And I know Thomas, you <laughs> we can get into it a little bit. I know you want to talk the final game of this week was Washington versus Dallas. The football team was an annihilation of the Cowboys, 25-3. to three. I'll sit back. Go for it. How about them damn Cowboys? How about them? You said you were going to be the best team in football. Look what's going on, man. You get spanked in the nation's capital by a team with no name what i what? mean you get destroyed by a rookie running back <laughs> you get annihilated by a rookie defensive lineman are you kidding me how is this team still allowed to play football <laughs> they're, Every- they're literally a national embarrassment being called america's team more like america's toilet if you will okay yeah other than amari cooper we're going to get to fantasy bust and boom in a second. I said get rid of all of your Cowboys players that you can possibly – Michael Gallup put up zeros this week. Zeke was, was horrendous. I, I think he's going to get benched for Tony Pollard at some point. CeeDee Lamb went negative in fantasy. He lost yardage. And now Andy Dalton got hurt and they're down to their third string quarterback. <laughs> you can't make this up, bro. I no, mean, you can't. I mean, are you serious with these cow- – this team is like – are you serious? I said it last time. They stink. They stink. They stink. The part that just angers me so much is 
they are still – I mean, they won't. If they do, I will be dumbfounded and baffled beyond belief. But they are still technically in contention for the NFC East. Oh, boy. If the Giants freaking beat them when Andy Dalton came in, in the, I think it was the end of the third. Start They'd, the have one win. Yeah. They'd have one win. They'd have one win. And – uh, Thursday night, I guess we didn't talk about this much, but Eagles beat the Giants 22-21 and just a gives a damn. <laughs> devastating loss. Those are two big division wins, man, and especially in a division that's just playing like it's the garbage division of the NFL right now. Uh, it's just so frustrating when you are the garbage of the garbage. I, I um, wouldn't say you're the garbage of the garbage. Well, there is the always the other team in New York. Cowboys. There is always Cowboys, the other team. They're a facade. Yes, I mean, hopefully like, now I think that's established that, yeah. that they will be worse. Do you know but, who the Dallas Cowboys are? They're American politicians. They're facades. They say they're going to be one, one A, B, and C. It's a funny And then comparison. they're just F. They're just F, okay? They're, just, they're horrible. They're horrendous. They're American politicians. You might even go as far as calling them communists because people still like willingly buy merch and tickets for this team. They show up to games. They watch them on TV and whatever Fox Sports Network they have out in Dallas that broadcasts their games. How, how on earth? Oh, God. I don't even want to. The Cowboys are just so bad. And I'm told, of, I was told by my friend who's a Cowboys fan that they're going to, to turn it around. I don't no, think that's possible at this point. Not, you got to give not. up. It's not. Give up. It, it's an exciting week in the NFL for any team except the Jets and the and them boys now, I think. We not them boys. Yeah. <laughs> we not them boys. So, Thomas, you got our, uh, you got our week do. seven scores, our tallies? I do. I do. So, out of the 13 games – Keep in reminder, folks, Nick and I are both 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. Out of 13 games picked, Thomas with a score of 10. Nick with a score of 10. Wow, man. <laughs> what? <laughs> we are now it was two, funny because two, two, both of us. I specifically went bolder this week with my picks against ones that, I, that you made that I wanted to agree with, but I said, you know what, screw it, because I the wanted that lead. The only one you got was the Lions. You messed up. You picked the Cowboys to win, which I don't know why you would do uh, that. Listen, I thought maybe they would nah. spark something, but now I'm done. I will never pick those I picked again. the Raiders because I, over the Bucks because I have a vendetta after what they did to Green I think Bay. I picked the Raiders too, man. I don't know why. Yeah. I'm so high on the Bucks, but no, I wait. mean, all right. We still got time. Someone's got to win it, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. That would be <laughs> and then. Our final thing from week seven of the NFL season, boom and busts. Thomas, let's start with you. Your boom, how do you do? Debo. Debo Samuel was neutral. It was projected, I think, 12 and a half. He got 12.2. He left early with another injury, and he's going to be missing some time. My boy Debo, look, he's great when he's healthy, but if he's not going to be able to stay on the field, we got some real problems. I mean, yep. If you traded for this guy early in the fantasy season, you knew it was worth the risk because you would know he would show up at one point. But now he's going to be missing more time again. I, I mean, I don't know what you do at this point. Um, it's going to be the George Kittle show. Brandon Ayuk's going to step up big time because he's going to probably be their only receiver that can function pretty much. And they don't really have a back back there. I mean, Coleman's still out. Moster's still out. Wilson's out. Who I don't know who else Jimmy G's going to hand the ball off to. So uh, Debo was my boom, and he was neutral. And then my boom was DeAndre Hopkins. Um, he was a little above average. He was projected 22. He scored 
it's honestly funny to me to think that 24.3 points is just a little above average, but this guy is a top receiver in the league, man. Um, <laughs> there's no more explanation towards that. So he was my boom. He certainly didn't bust, which was good, um, but he was just slightly above what he was projected. Uh, with that, we're going to jump into our busts. Thomas? I had everyone on the Cowboys except CeeDee Lamb. And, uh, well, I mean, I was right. You were right and then wrong with one. I, Amari Cooper was the only one I got wrong. You know, I, I feel like I'm doubting Amari Cooper too much. I, I'm sort of forgetting how good he actually is. Yeah, he is. One bright good. spot in the Cowboys' uh, nightmare, if you will, is him probably. And I thought CeeDee was going to be fine, but he was atrocious this week. Um, I'm, I'm still sticking with sell all the Cowboys players while you still can. Uh, if your trade deadline is coming up, see what you can get for anybody. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take the chance on having anyone from the, from them boys, you know, with their, now they're on the third string quarterback. I, that's pretty alarming to me. So that was my bust of the week was the Cowboys. And then my bust, I guess I technically got bailed out. He technically did bust when we recorded our last episode. Michael Thomas was projected to finally play this season. Um, but last minute, he sat out, so nothing from him. He didn't even play. I guess he didn't have the chance to boomer bust. So I won't count that as any credit towards me, even though technically it counts. But you are right. I mean, I was right, what? but just Mike, right on the wrong terms. <laughs> Mike Thomas, Mike Thomas, aka can't guard Mike. Injuries can clearly guard him. Yep. Oh my gosh. Very well. He has been the very, bust. Very well. He might be in contention for bust of the season. Oh, 100%. He's, missed, he's missing half the season. He's not playing next week. What did he shot. play, like two snaps in week one? And then uh, I, think, that was it? I think he got two points for me in week one. Nice. And, and that was your yeah. first round pick, right? Oh, yeah. In both right. leagues, baby. Gotta love it. Gotta yeah. love it. You hate to see it, but you know what? That's what happens in fantasy football. Anyway, oh. let's hop to what might be our final time talking about the Major League Baseball 2020 season. Dodgers Rays, crazy series so far. Dodgers took game five on a score of four to two. Thomas, I'll let you jump right in. What are you thinking for the rest of the series? Or I guess let's start. What do you think of game five? I thought game five was pretty entertaining. I mean, I thought um, the pitching for the Dodgers was really good. And Dustin yeah. May, who is flashing potential every day, that he, every time he steps, on, steps foot on the rubber, he's going to destroy people. I mean, this guy, he, he's the truth. They've got Walker Bueller, and they're going to have Dustin May. They're going to have two, two, tutelage, two players that are studying under the tutelage of Clayton Kershaw, and they're probably going to both be better than him at some point. I mean, Dustin May's fastball moves naturally the way he throws it, and he throws it like 99-100. It can move both sides of the plate. He's got disgusting breaking balls, and he's a gamer. He pitches in big games, and you know he showed up in game five, and – I'm predicting game six is going to be the closeout. The Dodgers are going to win. For my World Series MVP, I have two obvious people and I have a sleeper person. The two obvious people are Clayton Kershaw and Mookie Betts, mm -hmm. who have both been really good in the World Series. I mean, Mookie's been doing pr practically everything, and he's probably going to get World Series MVP. And Kershaw's been lights out, too, if you wanted to go with the pitcher. But uh, my sleeper person is actually Max Muncie the first and second baseman. Hmm. That's All my right. sleeper, sleeper player. Um, you know, he's, he's been giving them great run support. I mean, he's mashing home runs. He's playing, playing great defense in the field. He's also hitting for contact. 
so he's been balancing out his ball distribution from the plate. And I think he could probably steal away the World Series MVP if you wanted to pick someone that isn't the two obvious ones. But um, I, I expect the Dodgers to close this one out completely. And look, they had an oopsies in, in game four with the bait with uh, the throws to home plate and the Rays just executed that base running perfectly. They had a little accident. But game five, they came back and they played strong. And I'm hoping that game six, they're going to close it out. And uh, with that, my World Series MVP pick is... It's probably going to be Mookie Betts, and I'm, that's who I'm going to go with. But I would like to see Muncie or Kershaw hit it. So my, I have two theories. Like I said, when, when this whole series started, I said Dodgers in six. I do think that's going to happen. And I think, yeah, Mookie should easily win it. He's Mr. Do-It-All in this series. Uh, what can't he do? Yeah, really. That's <laughs> as, as much as I don't like to say it because he was a Red Sox, but that, that is the truth. There's not much he can't do. Five-tool player. If there's a game seven. This is my this is my little theory coming on here. Mm. If there's a game seven, obviously it's going to be you know every every weapon is available depending on what is needed. And this I would honestly love to see this because I I love this I've loved this guy since he started his career and I was I'm hoping he can finally reach the mountaintop after so many years of struggle. The Dodgers are going to need someone to come in, pitch an inning. Maybe it's I don't know maybe it's the seventh whatever eighth who knows. They're going to bring in Clayton Kershaw to throw an inning. And he's going to mow him down. Add to that resume that he's had this series of game five. Finally, he shook the ghosts away. Went ghostbuster mode on him. And game one, <laughs> he pitched great too, we know. I'm hoping I would like to see it go to seven. And the Dodgers win in seven. And, and Kershaw wins the MVP. I don't think that's going to happen, though. I think it's Probably a long not. shot. But Mookie, I would love to Mookie's see. He probably got it locked up at this point. Yeah, I, mean, I think Mookie does have it. I I don't think it's very uh you know you can't really argue much against it. But I would love to freaking see Clayton Kershaw take it because I again I think the guy's one of the greatest pitchers of our generation at this point. From what he's done in this series, he is deserving. And yeah, I mean I, I agree with you. I I 100% agree with you. I mean it's like like we said, it's between those two. And Muncie, I'm sure, is a long shot. But if anyone, if it, if those two aren't going to get it, I would probably give it to him. Mm-hmm. It's not like Cody Bellinger's been lights out at all, really. I mean, he's been he's been a right. He's been okay. He's been all right. You know, he's not destroying people like Mookie is. Who's not base running like Mookie? He's not drawing walks. He's not doing his. The defense. tougher part is with a pitcher is you, you you're especially as a starter. You, well, yeah, as a starter, you go out there twice a series. Yeah, basically. So yeah. you got two appearances, and, and Kershaw did for the most part everything he could. Um, yeah, he pitched well. Yeah, you're not gonna. Really you're well. not gonna. Yeah, you're not gonna throw a starter in for eight nine innings. So he he did everything that he really needed to do to qualify for this. But it's tough as a pitcher, you know. But I'm just I'm I'm happy that at least even if the I mean I, I don't know even if the Dodgers do somehow lose a series, finally the blame will not be put on Clayton Kershaw for losing a pivotal game. It'll probably be put on Dave Roberts if anything because. He's done yeah. a lot of questionable things this series. Now, oh, they're, yeah. They're, they're somehow up three to two. And he's been the manager every year they've been there. Yeah. So yeah. And it, he, he's made some strange decisions along listen, the way. Maybe third time's a charm, but maybe. It, uh, really, though, it's, I think it's got to happen. Otherwise, these guys, all of these Dodgers' reputations could be tarnished for a while. But I think they'll have it done in six. I don't think there's much discussion about that. Um, I think the Dodgers will have it done in six. Uh, nothing, nothing much else more to say. Next time we talk, we will know if the Dodgers have it done in six 
or if there will need to be a game seven. That and much, much more on our next episode, but that will do it for us here today for the Tantalizing Truth Show. I'm Nick Fado with Thomas Aiello as my co-host. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Tantalizing Truth Show. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Listen to us on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. And with that, we wish you a very happy Tuesday. Stay frosty.